0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast, season two, episode 100, and I believe 45. What are we going to talk about today? Let's talk about parenting, or in some cases, the lack of parenting. Over this past five years in the state I live in, in Connecticut, the number of juvenile crimes has gone up exponentially to a point where it's insanity is the best term that you can use. And why is this? And it's not the only, it's not the only state like this. Uh, states throughout the United States are experiencing the same problem. So what, what are, what are the things that are catalyzing it or what are the, and what are the things that are, uh, Well, there's actually nothing that's in place to stop it. It just seems like there's more things that are out there to uh, actually um, enhance or uh, give juveniles better opportunities to commit crime. So what happened? Well, state of Connecticut, 2012, the state in its less than infinite wisdom decides that they wanted to put all these restrictions on how law enforcement handles juvenile juvenile arrest because... God forbid, we were, oh my, you know, but God forbid they they were destroying their lives because they were being uh, prosecuted at a young age, they were being uh, put into the system. Quite honestly, no shit. You know why they are put in the system? Because they belong there. So what does the state decide to do? They decide to come up with this stupid slip, uh, which basically says that uh, instead of you being arrested, that you have to attend a... um, a meeting with some social workers and this and that and yada 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 yada. Well, nothing for nothing, unless it's a behavioral or mental health disorder. You can talk to who the hell you want. These kids are not going to listen nowadays. Come on, they're given everything. They're handed things when they were born. They're they're handed things. They 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 have no responsibility of consequences um, and to kind of define that a little bit your kid gets in trouble in school right he says something the teacher tells him to knock it off now now it's a problem oh my god you can't, you can't talk to my kid that way you're right he should he should have knocked them right out of his shoes. Him or her right out of their shoes, and that would be the end of it. But, nope, you can't do that anymore because, God forbid, my kid could kill kill somebody and, oh, he's right because that's how it is. And you see, this is the ideology and the mentality of parents nowadays that no matter what their kid does, oh, well, we don't want their, their this violated, that violated. Wait a minute. You know, there's always two sides of a story. Actually, three sides of the story. Your side, my side, and the truth. Um, The the first problem is school. Parents do not allow... Not only the parents, the parents and the, the state itself does not allow teachers to do their jobs. And let me just preface this by saying the majority of the students that are in school are there for a reason. They want to be there. They go to class. They try to get good grades. So we are talking about a very small number of indigents. A lot of people don't like me calling kids indigents, but that's what they are, because there are that small group that um, they are troublemakers, they are bullies, um, <clears throat> antisocial, most of them at best, and they create a almost impossible environment in the schools to, to, for other students to learn. However, their parents support what they do. If that was my kid, who did that, I'd knock him right out of his damn shoes. You know, because you don't you don't learn if you're an idiot yelling around, like you know, disturbing the class. So the teachers can't do anything now because they're calling the DCF. Uh, they can get get in trouble for you know, it's just it's mm-hmm. just a a cadre of bullshit. Listen, I went to schools in the '60s and the '70s, and let me tell you what my uh, my teachers put my ass in place, boy. Oh yeah, oh hell yeah, they did. And I went to a, a Catholic school. I have more of them wooden rules broken over my knuckles in the back of my head. I see, I see a, a, a nun or a priest nowadays. I want to jump underneath a, a table just in case I did something I forgot to tell them about. You know what I'm saying? But. You got to understand, parents. You cannot go into a school and protect your kid if he's wrong, because you are sending the wrong message to to your kid, letting him know that if he does something wrong, he's right. Because what's going to happen is you're going to be responsible. You're going to be the parent that's responsible for your kid. Your kid out in the street, possibly getting involved in bad things or being killed. It's your responsibility. It's it's your you're the person that does that. They did it because you allowed them to get away with crap. You allowed them not to know the difference between right and wrong. You taught them how to push the envelope when the envelope envelope shouldn't be pushed. Now, a lot of parents don't want to hear me say that, but it is. One example is parents have no clue of who their kids hang out with. Me? Let me tell you what. For when his friends comes in the house, I want to know your first name, your last name, where you live. And I don't want any any government name, like Jojo. Cause that shit don't fly in my house. You know, because I happen to be a responsible parent. I just ain't letting my kid go hang out with some who the hell knows. And when they're talking I listen. And when I hear something that, 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 that shoots a red flag up, oh hell I'm in their face. I don't give a shit whose kid you are. You're in my house. You're my house. Your parents don't like it good. Go back to your house. You know? Because my my job as a parent, and this is another thing your parents got to learn. You are a parent. Stop trying to pretend at whatever age you are that you're some little teenager because you're going to be your kid's best friend. Your kid does not need a best friend. They got plenty of them. You can't be their best friend anyway. You don't let, The music you listen to is outdated. Decades before they came around. You have nothing in common. You're probably as Mm -hmm. computer illiterate as I am. So don't want to be your kid's best friend. Because you can't. Like I told my kid a long time ago. I can't be your best friend. Because of all these dissimilarities we have in between us. Brought on by age. But what I can be is your parent. And that's what I am. I'm not. Hey dude. Hey bud. I'm your parent, okay? And I am watching who you bring in this house. And if I see people doing something that I think is going to lead you down a bad path, you ain't going down that path. Not as long as you live in my house. Ain't happening, okay? That's a big problem. Everybody wants to be their kid's best friend. You're not their best friend. You're their parents. And you're not raising a kid. You're raising an adult. A, a, a younger person turning into an adult. And by teaching them the wrong things, is only gonna make their life harder, if not hazardous, when they grow up, depending on where where and who they hang out with. Making the correct decisions instead of making the wrong decisions. Okay, you have to understand that as parents. That's you just have to you have to deal with it. And and how do I know? Okay, not only did I raise my own kid, but, you know, I was uh, school resource officer in a big inner city for 8 years 30, 34 schools 23,000 students I saw every day nothing you, can, you can't tell me about kids that I don't already know you also have to realize one other thing you're talking about younger people even if they're in, in, in teenagers they do not have the maturity level that they think they have nor are the driving skills that's another story you see, as adults, what we do and the decisions we make are, one, based on how ethically and morally we are as a person. What is right, what is wrong, how we handle that. But we also have time. And what is time? Time, time is the ability to To have life experiences, which these kids don't have, so you can't expect when you say, "Well, that young kid knows the difference between right and wrong." Okay, that's that's kind of the tip of the iceberg, but do they really think about it? Do they really? I mean, what, what what can they base things on? That's why if you ever see teenagers get so confused when something happens and they just don't know what to do, they they freak the fuck out. Why? Because they don't have that rationale. That you develop as you get older. I mean, the one th- thing that sucks about getting older is your—if you don't keep your body up with with the times, you know, you start to look like a beach ball with arms and legs. That's another story. But it's that experience. I mean, think about the—think about this. Think about the, the things that you know as an adult, a parent. Now, would you have made a lot of the same choices you did when you were younger? No, you wouldn't. You know it and I know it. I mean, you wouldn't. Okay? So, you need to really critique the way you treat your kids, teach your kids, and what you will stand up for and what you, what you won't stand up for. My kid will tell you a perfect example of how I am as a parent. Okay? My, my kid... He's always had what he needed, and probably a lot more, but he was taught when he was young to get a job, which he he works after school all the time, purchase your own shit, bought his own car, rebuilt the whole damn thing, okay, tell people exactly how you feel and the truth, and he does, which scares a lot of his friends, but when he was younger, I remember this, I had been home and my phone had rung and I looked down and it said, you know, city I I lived in, and it said, uh, school blast, which meant at that time when something happened, an incident at the school, the parents needed to be notified of it. So I picked it up and this, you know, basically this student got off a bus and this, that, and the other thing. And I was thinking to myself, shit, and this where listening comes in. I said, Those my friend and two of, his, two of his other friends were talking about that shit last night. Well, how do they know about it last night if it just happened today? So, I talked to my kid for about two minutes, three minutes. I said, come on, let's get in the car. He gets in the car and goes, uh, oh, where are we going? I pull up in front of the police department. I open the door. I walk in, there's just poor young cop standing there, not realizing I was an older cop. And I looked my kid in the face. I actually didn't see the cop standing there for a second, but I said to him, I said, I am going to get an officer to come out here. I want you to tell him what you know about this. And if you don't, I'm going to knock you the fuck out right in the center of his main lobby. And the cop looked up and his eyes were like, you know, they were like two pee holes in the snow. And I said to him, I said, "Officer, who's investigating this case?" And he said, "Well, I am." I said, "Well, he's got something to tell you." He says, "Well, I got, I got to take him to the back room. He's a juvenile." I said, "No, I'm not going." He goes, "But you have to, I don't, I don't, I don't, I know, I know the rights, you know. I told him I was a cop for a long time. I'm not gonna be." I said, "If he says something and he ain't telling you something, knock him right the fuck off that chair and put his ass in place." He goes, really? I said, I'd knock him out if he don't tell you what the hell. You know why? Because I am not letting my kid or his age make excuses for doing something wrong. Like a lot of you parents want to happen. Oh, he's a juvenile. Yeah, no, no. He's gonna be a bad product of society because you're you're shielding him right and wrong. That's what you teach your kids, right and wrong. Okay? If that cop laid him out, oh, well, should should have told him what he wanted to hear. Because it, was, it wasn't I mean, I guess you could consider it serious. I mean, I guess I would have. But knowing all of the facts, eh. Yeah, no, I probably would have knocked the kid out of, out of his shoes, too. Okay, well, besides that. Um, but, you see, you know, you can't expect me to enforce the law out on the street or with your kids if I can't enforce them in my own home and believe me, I don't enforce the law in my own home for the public's benefit. I do it for my kid's benefit. So when he gets older, he doesn't make these stupid-ass mistakes. Or he doesn't hang around with these stupid-ass kids he should never be hanging around with. Okay? I don't do it for the public's sake. I do it for my kid's sake. And you as adults got to you know, these parents, you know, another, uh, an older person will say, tell your kid, hey, you shouldn't be doing this. Don't fucking talk to my kid that way. This you know what, parents, shut up. Shut your mouth. Because you're the one that's wrong in this case. If an older person is telling a younger person not to do something because something bad could happen or might happen, shut up. Because you're giving them the wrong information. Okay. Somebody's got to be a parent there, and obviously it's not you if you do that. You get it? You might not like what I'm saying. You know why? Because you don't want to hear the truth about how you raise your kid. And these kids nowadays, they think everybody should give them everything. I hear this one 8-year-old kid, Oh, mom's getting me a new iPhone 11. What? (laughs) iPhone 11? Get the hell out of here. What the hell you need a phone like that for? You don't need a freak. You're too young to even have a goddamn phone. What do you got a phone for? You're in school. And that's another, another problem with the schools. This is the school's fault. Why do you allow school, cell phones in your school? And the parents, well, in case I got to contact my kid. They got a phone in the main office. If something happens to your kid in the school, they go to the main office. They call you. And another thing for you people that don't realize it, I'm gonna tell you, a lot of these transient parents, these are these are kids that are moving from city to city to city. None of their none of their phone numbers work. Not only do that not work, the parents specifically don't pick it up because they know the kid's a troublemaker. Okay, so don't fool yourself. I'm letting a lot of the cats out of the bag, but you you gotta understand. Teachers are there to teach your kids. Your you kid don't need a cell phone in school while he's disturb, disturbing half of the class watching some dumbass shit on YouTube. You know, if you compare the intelligence of the kids nowadays compared to somebody twenty years ago, it's off the charts. It's off the charts. Kids didn't have cell phones in school. Kids weren't just allowed to get up and walk out of class. Teachers put their asses in place when they needed to be put in place, or they got suspended to keep them away from the kids that didn't want to learn. But all these parents now they go, "Oh, let's protect every our kids. All oh, we you know what? I'm tired of you're picking on me. You're picking on him. You're picking. No. Let's get out of the denial and cancel culture here." And realize that, you know, you expect the school during the day to to watch and provide safety for your kids and teach your kids. Then let the schools teach your kids. Don't be part of the problem because parents are the biggest problem. And the upbringing of kids, parents are the worst. You go into the office and you got these two adults screaming like raving lunatics. I wonder where the hell the kid learns it from. You know. And then there's a lot of bull- bullshit calls. Parents come in every day. Oh, this girl's talking nasty about my kid. This girl's talking about nasty about my kid. One. This internet shit, this YouTube, all of these social medias, you know you know what? Ignorance personified. Okay? And then you got these mentalities that are somewhere under a stump or a rock. They threaten each other over the phone. They this, that, that online. You ever hear of the poison pen? Probably not. Go read about it. And then when your ass gets arrested, well, you, you you know what? You sign your own death warrant there by putting shit on, online. You know, it, it's just... There's too many... Nowadays, there's too many complications in bringing kids up. And the problem with it is the complications could be dealt with These fucking cell phones, YouTube, Facebook, all this other happy horse shit. But parents, you gotta let the schools teach your kids. You gotta teach your kids right from wrong. Oh, and just an FYI, I'm gonna tell you, older people that are out there, if your kid lives under your roof and doesn't have a lock on his door, you can go into his room and search it. Now, for you, those that just said, oh, I can, there's a reason why you just said that. Go do it. You find the gun, call the cops. Stop being a baby with your kids. Because that gun, I'll tell, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you a story about this. There was this one kid. I was sent to his house five times. He was threatening to shoot people, this, that, and the other thing. When we stopped, he never had a gun on him. But we always knew there was a gun around the house. The mother, the kid's room didn't have door. The mother refused to go in his room and check to see if he had a gun. With that being said, the student was also a member of one of the local gangs. Um, The mother had failed to do her job. Failed to let police know if he had a gun. This that, and the other thing. Well, the, the ending to this story was um, he was found shot to death in the basement of a ho- housing pro- found found shot to death naked in the basement of a housing project. Okay, so you you tell me um, you you tell you tell me how that. Uh, So, so you tell me how? You tell me what? um, So you tell me what that parent did for good for that kid? Nothing. She put her own son in in, in a in a situation he didn't need to be in. She let him hang around with the wrong people. He conducted bad things he had a gun at that time his father was already incarcerated so with that being said and done this is what you have to understand don't be the catalyst for your own kids' destruction. It's just how it is. You know? You know, and the funny thing was, they told you back in 2012, the uh, state of Connecticut, you know, put all these rules in effect. You can't do this. You can't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, they tied the law enforcement's hands, hands uh, together. When I left that unit, that year, we had made 267 juvenile arrests. We had zero, and we're talking a large inner city, 130 to 140,000 people. We had zero juveniles involved in uh, carjackings. One or two involved in shootings. One or two involved in, in, in stolen cars. As of today, 2022, we have 95% of the shootings being committed by juveniles. 95% of the stolen cars being committed by juveniles. And about 70 to 80% of all the home invasions being committed by juveniles. And then the legislation who tied our hands behind our back and made all these stupid ass rules and shut shut down all the uh, shut down all the uh, juvenile detention facilities because some parent was whining their little ass off like a baby, because they want their kid to go out in the street and teach them bad shit and get killed because their parents don't care about their kids. Um, Now I see a letter in uh, the Connecticut Post, a couple of messages. State legislation wonders why juvenile crime's going up. You fucking morons. You're the one that created this mess. You with your stupid juvenile laws, removing you know, reducing juvenile deten- detention centers, slapping kids on the wrists, <laughs> your stupid inde- law enforcement indemnity bills. You're the one causing this crap, and you have the damn ass audacity to ask why this is happening. God, are people stupid? I mean, do we like is our our legislation? I mean, I would hope one would hope I know this is not a fact because I know in Connecticut at least one legislature that never even graduated high school or has a GED, but they let him go because politics. Should never have the job he holds because the city requires him to have a high school education, doesn't have that. What are you going to do? This is how life is. But yet, I got these legislators who couldn't find their ask with two hands in a row, they're asking why the juveniles are committing such crimes. It's because of you with your stupid laws, restricting law enforcement, and by parents protecting your, their kids every time they do something wrong. Now I know a lot of people are going to take offense to this and I don't really care because, you know, I hit certain topics on my podcast politics, and, and parenting and stuff like that. And people just get offended because they don't want to hear the truth. And a good kick in the ball doesn't wake them up. So, but the reason I tell you this is maybe you need to start listening. I'm older. I've been around, man. I've been around the street. Uh, big inner city is a cop. I've grown up knowing what life is like not having anything. I know what life is having things. I've raised kids. You ain't going to tell me nothing I don't already know about kids. As a matter of fact, I probably know more about raising kids than you know about raising kids. Simple as that. But you need to get if you If you don't want your kid messed up in the rest of society and don't think because you, you know, don't think this only, you know, is an issue in inner cities. This is just as big of an issue in the suburbs and the rural areas. So don't think this is an isolated isolated group. Get that right out of your head. You know, so you need to sit down as a parent and figure out are you gonna be your kid's friend or are you gonna be a parent? Are you gonna help your kid as he grows up or are you gonna be a detriment by protecting him every time he does something wrong? And in schools on the other hand, they need to they need to you know what they need to, if anybody needs to get some legislation put in place, it's them. The school too. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Cell phone blockers. Good models probably about thirty-five hundred dollars. Blocks out of any cell phone number that isn't that isn't registered in the school log. Okay. And it is really an advantage to the school because now the kids can't play on their their freaking uh, phones while they're supposed to be working, distract other students, and let other people know what's going on because they want to they wanna fight this school over there, that school over there, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. The information doesn't get out there. It actually saves a lot, to be honest with you. You know, well, well it must violate somebody's rights. Who cares whose rights it violates? It's not about violating anybody's rights. It's about educating your kid when he's in school or when she's in school. Okay, you know, parents and I, and I got to say one thing: do us a favor. When when something happens after school, a critical incident or whatever, please do not come up in hordes trying to pick your kids up, because you are a detriment to emergency personnel being able to do their job. You get in our way block the streets up. A lot of the information that goes on when these things occur is not accurate information. You, you panic. You jam the school phone lines. You do as much as you can. And I know it's not on purpose, but what you do is you prevent us from being able to do our job. And God forbid it's something really serious. We need to be able to do our job Maintain an area or take care of a critical incident as fast as we can for your kids' sake. We can't do that if there's 500 blocking the parking lot. Okay? I know it's hard. Listen, I'm a parent too. Okay? And maybe what we'll do is critical incident. I'll do, I'll do a podcast on critical incidents in school to, so you can teach your kid what to do. If something bad happens, with a high probability that they will not be affected by it. Well, on that note, since I've reamed everybody to a new rear end and told people how things that they didn't want to hear, and you know, told them that their Johnny Thug wasn't a good kid and he needed to be straightened out at home because it's not, it's not, it's not the school's responsibility to raise your kid. It's your responsibility to raise your kid. Okay? So, with that in mind, this is episode number 145. We'll just name it Parenting. This is Michael C. Bouchard, the host of the Night Stalker podcast. Sometimes a shock jock. Sometimes a brutally honest person. Sometimes too factually factually honest, but you'll get my drift if you start to think about what I say. You know, I have a lot of life experience behind me and uh, sometimes people, younger people just got to listen. You know? You ever say, oh, I should have listened to my mother, should have listened to my father? Ah, now you get it. It's not because your mother and father were born geniuses, it's because we were... We lived life already. We know what's gonna happen. If you do A, B, it's gonna happen. If you do C D it's gonna happen. Kids, they do A, they have no clue what's gonna happen. They can be out in the XYZ field. So just remember that. You know? It's important that you be responsible for raising your kids. The school doesn't shouldn't raise your kids. Social workers shouldn't raise your kids. The police shouldn't raise your kids. We can give them advice, but it's really your job as a parent to raise your kid. So, on that note, just remember if you're in dark woods, dark place, dark alleyway, dark path in in the park at night, anywhere dark, and you hear footsteps coming up from behind you, you better have already made an exit plan, because if you don't, you might be the next person we're talking about. Until then, this is Michael C. Wichard, host of the Night Stalker Podcast.